This is Spilling Royal Tea with Sean Mandel and Craig Robert Young. The kettle is whistling, the tea is hot. Spill it, Sean. What's the latest gossip on Meghan and Harry? All right. Well, Meghan Markle has an astrologer psychic of her own. Uh, celebrity makeup artist Spencer Barnes revealed on Instagram that Meghan Markle introduced him to her clairvoyant, Richard Wynn. Ah, who's Richard Wynn? Uh, so he is a psychic uh, based in L.A. with many high-profile clients. So you won't necessarily find him online. He doesn't have, you know, a social media footprint. You're not going to find him there. Um, he likes to keep a little bit of a lower profile. But Spencer Barnes will give you a personal referral if you DM him. Uh, his rate is around $250. So, you know, it's actually, uh, I, I think it's pretty, you know, reasonable considering you getting May- Meghan Markle's uh, stamp of approval psychic. Yeah, I've got a spiritual advisor myself. Um, oh, you do? Yeah, I pay a little bit more than that. Okay, so see, it's a good um, it's a good deal. <laughs> yeah, but she looks after like Jennifer Aniston and like, you know, it's always okay. the same thing. You won't okay. find her online either. Right. But, but uh, I'll take a little commission if you uh, want a referral to mine as well. <laughs> Oh, I see how this is working. No. I, this is this is a pyramid I, I, scheme. I'm wondering if Spencer Barnes has a little sidekick right. with uh, Richard Winwin. Well, you know, it's really interesting because you know he posted the. I'm just kidding. I know. It's very interesting because, you know, it kind of came out of the blue. So Spencer Barnes just, like, posted this Instagram photo of Meghan Markle. And it was really, it's, you know, beautiful photo of her getting her makeup done and getting her hair done uh, at the bungalow in Santa Monica. Nice. Um, I know. Very luxe. It, one of the interesting things is that, you know, this wasn't even something that was sort of, like, in the conversation right now. And he just wanted to, like, praise Meghan for introducing him to Richard. He really felt that Richard had, like, changed the course of his life, you know, oh, been this, like, spiritual yeah. advisor and, like, been this great friend. And then everyone was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Meghan Markle just... psychic? <laughs> like, I don't know that he realized what he was sort of, you know, setting uh, setting into motion. And look, if this is able to direct your, your destiny to becoming a princess, then, I mean, know, sign that's... me up. Yeah, he posted, uh, the thing that he posted on Instagram also was really sweet. Um, he said, we are all cheering you on as your magical real-life fairy tale unfolds. But here's the interesting thing about that one it sort of seems that they haven't been in contact for a while oh. um and it does seems like he's probably not going to be doing the makeup for megan's wedding that's a little bit you know of a bummer but if you like have like a you know part of the staff at the palace or whatever that they have their own right royal makeup people and what do you think the makeup's gonna be like i think it's gonna be more neutral like just more like you know natural like neutrals very any, any falsies there might be some falsies. Yeah. I think I could see some falsies. Uh, you know, falsy. we're going to, I mean, we're also going to have a whole episode where we're going to, like, make some style predictions. <laughs> Turn like, down the tan a little bit, maybe. I mean, no, I think, you know, I think she's um, just going to be, I think, really. Healthy looking yeah, glowy. Yeah, the glow. I think we're going like to see that. everything that we've been seeing from her. But speaking of not talking to Megan, right. it seems that since her engagement, Patrick J. Adams, the co-star of her show, Suits, yeah. he told E.T. that I don't even have her telephone number anymore. Well, I mean, first of all, I think we've all been in like in less dramatic um, situations as this, but similar in right. Like we've had those friends who they get involved in a serious romantic relationship and all of a sudden like you don't exist. Oh, you've been cut off. You have been cut off. Yeah. There is not. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I actually had like a very good friend who like when I got into a romantic relationship, she like freaked out because I wasn't spending as much you know time with her and everything. And then when... We broke up, me and this person broke up, and then she got together with her now fiance, and the tables were turned, and I was like, oh, 
oh, so you feel comfortable, like, you know, cutting me off and everything. But it just is, I think it's... So that bros before hoes sort of thing, yeah, right? You yeah, yeah. Bros a go- before homos. Yes. I mean, it's a good <laughs> rule. So, you know, I think we've all been there, but I think it's also a little bit different with Megan because Megan um, has to deal with palace protocol. She's also thousands of miles away. So yeah. I think that, you know, for many reasons, the num- <laughs> new number who dis is, you know, probably what Megan is, is going through. I had right a couple now. of friends like that, that when they got uber famous did sort of the same thing mm. you know like they cut all ties and went into hiding and changed their phone numbers it, and it, i think it also like does something to the psyche yeah when you attain that level of you know of fame because i think you don't know who is reaching out to, i mean I, I can only imagine i can only imagine that you wouldn't know like who's reaching out to you now for what reason for what reason yeah. like what's the ulterior like, motive who for can be- an, an insta moment you know what I mean? maybe right and especially now i mean we also live in the era of screen grabs yeah of like text messages and things like that oh, yeah, so you know i don't know i don't know well one person out there that megan has not cut ties with is her father thomas yes uh the 73 year old emmy award-winning former lighting director it was seen at a local Starbucks in Rosarito, Mexico. Rosarito. Rosarito. Oh, gosh. <laughs> As British like to pronounce it, things oh, a little differently. I love it. Just, I love it. But um, anyway, he was studiously thumbing through a copy of Images of Britain, a pictorial journey through history. Yeah, I think it's just super adorable that he um, is looking at um this book and it's just like the cutest thing in the world you see these pictures of him like at starbucks with like this giant book that says britain just getting references knowing where he's gonna be at i appreciate that right like if this isn't the most dad moment (laughs) a lot of greenery everywhere right it also like super grounds like like the markle family as like super down to earth yeah you know what i mean it's it's very sweet getting down with it i love that yeah so i think um i think it's super cute that he's doing his research you know before heading to Windsor Castle for the big day. We'll see if he'll be walking Megan down the aisle. There are some reports saying that he will. Some reports saying that, you know, she wants her mom to do it. So we'll see. Maybe there's um, like a book on etiquette that he's probably studying right some now Emily as well. Post, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Maybe some recommendations <laughs> from, from Kensington Palace. This is Spilling Royalty, a podcast that follows the piping hot engagement of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, from the annals of British history to the wedding chapel at Windsor Castle. The show is half British and half American, just like the historic marriage of Meghan and Harry. I'm Sean Mandel, a producer, pop culture devotee, and TMZ's unofficial royal correspondent. And I'm Craig Robert Young, a British-born thespian working in Hollywood, but with a childhood thoroughly steeped in the Crown's culture. In each episode, we will spill the tea. That's American for gossip. On the latest stories about Meghan and Harry, tea will be served with some English history and cultural translations from across the pond that you can't go without. So, without further ado, let's spill the royal tea. There have been a lot of psychic readings on Meghan and Harry since their engagement, and we're going to have our very own psychic medium on today. But first, we'll take a stroll into the past and look at the history of royals and their seers. We will then look at how Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have both spoken of their star-crossed love and what this may reveal about their spiritual beliefs. And no show about Meghan and Harry's astrological pairing would be complete without a real visit from a clairvoyant. We've invited Shirley Lipner, a Goop-approved psychic, on to do a reading for our royal couple. 
And you don't want to miss the grand finale. Surely we'll stay for our Something Blue segment to spill about the stars and how you can develop your own intuitive gifts. There's one something old. So astrology and horoscopes are making a big comeback as well as, um, you know, getting in touch with the energy out there in the universe, talking with psychics, mediums, all these. Um, these Spiritual are, healers. Right. These are very current trends. Yeah, and very on trend right now. I think there's a, a renewed focus on spirituality. And, we, you know, we live here in Los Angeles. And so, you know, spirituality um, and talking about things like energy and being one with the universe and getting your chakras in line can sometimes sound a little bit, you know, hashtag overheard LA. Yeah. Um, if you don't know about that Instagram <laughs> account, it's a great Instagram account to check out. Um, but, you know, there's more to it than just the hype. Yeah, like if you're having a string of bad luck, you may have like a bad entity attached to you and, you know, going to see somebody that might be able to heal that and take care of other entities that may be, you know, giving you some bad mojo at that time is is kind of a good thing, you know, and and also, I, I think sometimes it's a good tonic as well. Sometimes you go to see a clairvoyant and they just kind of give you some hope. I think it's also about, you know, like you going in there and, you know, you're half of the equation, right? You know, whoever you're talking with or like working with. And I think if you're going into any sort of experience like that and you can come away with it, you know, learning more about yourself or feeling like reconnected to like a certain part of you you know it's hard to maybe say where it you know came from or originated but yeah. that's never learning more about yourself I feel like is always a great idea and also like you know when you're having problems with your technology like you know everyone knows when Mercury's in retrograde for it's example in retrograde right now uh, and <laughs> you know I'm a Gemini so I you know I am a child of Mercury yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Kim Kardashian made her perfume bottle out of a healing crystal. That's true. Crystals are huge they really right are. now. People spend thousands and thousands of dollars on crystals. And I'm, act I'm actually wearing a crystal bracelet right now. This is opalite, and yeah. it's supposed to be really good for balance. <laughs> I am revealing so much about myself. Um, I've got a Hermes uh, leather strap Oh, okay. On. Well, okay. <laughs> I didn't realize we were being that bougie, but I, mean, I guess we're talking about the royals, so that's fine. Um, mine's $10 <laughs> from House of Intention on Melrose. So also not a sponsor of this program. So, yeah, I mean, it's... It, but the interesting thing is that you know we talk about like new age phenomenon right like yeah. it's new and it's all this but it, it really isn't new i mean all of the witches uh, you know that were tried in salem and you know for having powers or right or but, being accused of having powers right or even you know think of, i mean just think about the fact that you know royals and you know lay people alike you know sought the advice of seers of people who had some sort of like divine connection to the universe right that could yeah. help them help guide them you know, I mean, going back, if we want to go about thousands of years, you know, Egyptian courts had seers and clairvoyants who would advise the rulers um, on everything from harvesting crops to battle strategies. So, you know, that was definitely a part, uh, an essential part of not only just society and culture, but like the running of the government. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, have you seen the show Rain? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So on that, it's like loosely adapted from um, Queen Mary of Scots Life. Right. 
It's a little like can, soapy version. Yeah, exactly, yeah. like an updated version of it. And you can see what a uh, central role that the psychic Nostradamus mm-hmm. played in, in the French court. Yeah, um, and he actually lived, you know, he was alive during the 1500s. Um, he served the French royal court under Catherine de' Medici, who was the wife of King Henry II of France. Yeah. Um, but the, like you said, you know, you kind of alluded to this before. You know, we joke about it, you know, a little bit, like say, living like witch trials and things like that. But it was a dangerous time to be a psychic or to be an empath, to have this connection to something that kind of seemed, uh, for lack of a better word, witchy. Yeah, and uh, their social approval was, you know, was at the mercy of the church, basically, yeah. and the political powers of that day. I, I think a lot of times um, in the, you know, early modern history or medieval history, anyone who had a connection to, like, the energy of the, what we might today call the energy of the universe, was deemed as, like, a handmaiden of the devil or, you, you know. To suppress that. Or a sorcerer sure. or something. Yeah. But, um it's not. I think today we we have a different appreciation for uh, for those individuals. So you know, if we fast forward to the 20th century, we know that Princess Diana, for example, um, had her own personal astrologer, Debbie Frank. Yeah, um, and you know that wasn't something that was public at the time. Um, actually, until she didn't make it public, um, and we didn't know about it until really, I think, about after her death. Yeah, and they would meet in private um, from 1989, so about eight years into her marriage. Um, until 1997, and that makes sense because 1989, I mean, definitely things were, like, 1989 to 1992, 93, things were really, 92, obviously. She's taken a lot of tours around that time. Yep. She's traveling an awful lot. And, and 1992 would have been the Annus Horribilis, which yeah. was Queen Elizabeth's name for a real bad year, yeah. um, which I think we can all relate to. And part of that year was the announcement that uh, Diana and Charles were separating. And Debbie, Debbie Frank, yeah. she spoke recently with Royal Central about Meghan and Harry. Yep, because who better to ask what uh, Diana might think of <laughs> of the marriage of her son and uh, soon-to-be bride than her psychic. Yeah, Debbie said that knowing Diana as closely as she did, she thinks that Diana would really admire Harry for bringing Meghan into the fold, uh, especially because Diana was always worried that Harry's naughty, mischievous side might be repressed by, you know, royal duty. It's our favorite Di- Princess Diana quote to Prince Harry. You can be as naughty as you like as long <laughs> as you don't, don't get, get caught. caught. Something new. The fact that I fell in love with Megan so incredibly quickly was a was a sort of confirmation to me that, that everything, everything, all the stars were aligned. Everything was just perfect. It was this beautiful woman just sort of literally tripped and fell into my life. I <laughs> fell into her life. Yeah. So tripped into his life. The stars were aligned. And she tripped into him, and he fell for her. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what you say. Yeah. You know, falling for someone, right? Exactly. Um, you know, I don't think it's a, a leap to say that Harry truly believes that, as you said, it was meant to be. It was destiny. It was, you know, this chance meeting between the two of them sparked this energy, this flow, this, um, you know, not just idea of romanticism, but like a real deep connection. Like, you it's know, faded. it's totally faded, like it almost like past lives intervened and brought these two star-crossed lovers together. And, exactly. They were meant to fall in love. Yeah. Which um, perhaps wasn't that big of a surprise for for Megan at least because we have some some new information to share so oh please yeah. please spill Sean yeah we have some tea we have some tea here so um Mmm, it's so hot and yummy scalding um <laughs> but I drink it anyway um so I spoke with Richard Wynn 
who, um, as we discussed a little bit earlier, yeah. Yeah. He is the psychic um, and medium who was recommended by Meghan Markle to her makeup stylist. And I spoke with him about working with Meghan and what that was like. And so the last time, he actually had a few sessions with her, but he hasn't seen her actually since she met Harry. Right. Um, which isn't terribly surprising. Again, you know, we kind of talked about how her social circle and everything has changed a little bit, not, you know, for necess- like necessary reasons, right? Yeah. Um, but the really interesting thing is that the last time he saw her was about a few months before she met Harry for the first time. Oh. Yes. And so she was seeing someone else at the time. And she was very, like, she was in that relationship. Someone, I'm told that it's someone of similar coloring to Prince Harry. She was very much in love. Carrot Top? Um, well, I think, you know, you know, a little bit, a little bit ginger or ginger adjacent. I mean, I don't know. I love it. Strawberry yeah. blonde. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A strawberry blonde moment. <laughs> um, so, but the interesting thing is that when they were, when he was doing, uh, the last reading with her, he said, he just kept saying, um, I kept picking up on, I keep picking up on London. I keep seeing you in London. I keep seeing you, um, around a bunch of British people. And she said, she reportedly said, um, I love London. I love British people. Like, that's great. That's really exciting. And then it was only a few months later that she met Harry. And it was around that time as well that she emailed the psychic to tell him that her previous relationship had ended. Um, she was moving on and that she had met someone new. So, you know, we don't know for sure. So his prediction was somewhat confirmed. Yeah. She validated it for him. Exactly. You know, so we don't have anything, you know, he didn't particularly predict exactly, you know, if it would be an HRH, but definitely saw her. He knew that London was calling. Um, London calling. London was calling like from Clash for Meghan Markle, and he clearly uh, picked up on on that energy, which is you know pretty exciting. And you know he spoke a little bit as well about you know what she was like then, um, and she was very committed to her acting career. She was hoping that it would take her from uh, from TVs to movies, um, but he also knew that she had the big things coming for her, which clearly she does. You know, she's now going to be... And, you know, we talk about, like, oh, she's going to be a princess, but she's going to have a big humanitarian role. She's now going to have movies made of her and about her life. Right. So, you know, she did make it to (laughs) to the movies in in a different way than maybe... A lifetime movie. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But the interesting thing also that he said, you know, because there's a lot of different things that people will say, and you know, about Megan, or people say this about Kate, too. But he said she wasn't hungry for fame. He worked with a lot of high-profile clients, and she was not like those other people. Um, that she was very poised, very graceful. Said it couldn't happen to a nicer person. Um, not pretend, not a pretentious bone in her body. And that she was just uh, very classy. So, but if we do look at uh, what most of the royal family's star signs are, they all tend to be very earthy or air signs. And she's fire. She's a Le- well, but Leo. She's a Leo. So Leos are also the most likely to be like have a regal sort of air about about them. So lioness. Yeah, you know, yeah. so maybe, you know, her being a duchess uh, or a princess, you know, isn't that far <laughs> off from her her natural uh, inclination. She can fit right in. Verse 3, something borrowed. Well, uh, let's welcome uh, now our guest for today's program, uh, Shirley Lipner. Uh, Shirley Lipner is a... Hi, Shirley. Uh, Shirley is a clairvoyant, um, clairaudient, medium, and empath who is also Goop approved. Ah. Shirley, welcome. Can you break down for us what it means to be a clairvoyant? You know, what is is that different from, you know, a spiritual healer? How does it... An empath. Yeah. 
I mean, just for me, I hear things. So I guess I, I don't know how to break it down in terms of general, you know, generalities. I just know the way I work is I connect to energy and vibrations and then I feel things and I hear things. And I think we all have a different way of working, but it's all the same in the end. When you hear things, do you hear people's voices? I hear voices. I see images. I get colors. I get different things like knowing which deck to choose or what, you know, feeling something tells me, oh, put on a certain perfume today. Because I was thinking about Diana. I thought, oh, Diana likes perfumes. But it's like a voice that's coming down that just says, do this or do that. I just listen to it. And do you use certain tools to help you when, let's say, you're doing readings? I, yeah, yeah, I use tarot cards. Or- I, but just the major arcana. I only play with the heavy hitters. <laughs> <laughs> same, 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 same. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, the real... Well, the big reason we wanted to have you on, um, because, you know, Harry said in his first big interview with Megan that, he, you know, he feels that all the stars were aligned. That And you really get the impression that in addition to that, between the stars, that he feels that this romance was meant to be. And also the, this pace at which it moved, I feel like that also kind of indicates that, right? You know, totally. with, with being as much responsibility as he has and the pressure that he's going to face for him to make that decision as quickly as he did, you know, you have to, I feel like you have to be connected to some sort of purpose. Well, strictly from an energy place. I mean, he's the youngest and I thought he, if I thought about who he would be with, I thought he'd be with an oldest or an only, which she kind of is, that energy. She's a few years older to help him ground, mm. you know, but they're, I think they're perfectly matched. And I think definitely Diana had a hand in it. Like, there's no question. Oh, you think so? <laughs> totally. So you have brought your cards with you today. Yeah. Can we uh, entice you to give a little reading on yes. Megan and Harry? So I was going to ask Diana if, if for permission for her to direct me in shuffling the cards. Yeah. And what would be your question that you have? Does she approve, say? of her of megan right yeah yeah does she feel that this is that this romance is Is the one is built to last yeah let's see what we get from her so gosh you know i'm doing this upside i usually do this upside down but she just told me like i just had the cards like right side up because there's like new energy and she's waiting for another grandchild i'm like what we're t- we haven't been married yet. There's going to be a grandchild. What? In the first, we're going to hear something about that. Well, there's one coming. Wills and Kate are yeah. having a, a baby. Are they having a boy? Or a girl? We, we don't know we yet. Don't know we yet. don't know. So for you, for everyone listening at home, so Shirley is... I'm just it, predicting a boy, <laughs> I guess. Oh. I don't know. I don't so know. So Shirley is going through the cards right now. Yeah, I'm going through the cards and I'm asking if she approves. She approves of the... Of she approves of Of Megan. Megan. Of Megan. Okay. All right, so what is that crossed. first card? So the you, first uh... card is the high priestess. Oh. So that tells me she's been watching over him. And that's a spiritual card. And I'm kind of a spiritual deadbeat. Like I look at that and I just go, okay, what's the energy around that? She felt that Harry was alone and he didn't have anybody with him. And she wanted him to be with somebody. So because sweet. the second card I pulled is the hermit card. Oh, this one's like. Oh, oh so he was a then, before, do you think? Is that what that means? Well, I think that he was he was in his energy, see, oh. in his energy. He was totally social. We know that. Right. But in his energy, he was not sharing with anybody. He right. was isolating. Okay. Now, the third card that I pulled here is the fool card, which is the zero. That's like new adventure, new. He He's just like off on a new he's taking a risk he's right. doing something Fools he, really, rush in. he really took a risk right <laughs> he really took a risk by bringing in somebody who's who's divorced she's older than him right but american diana loves it she oh loves she's loving it. it oh she loves it that's just what i feel when i look at this she wanted a diana wanted harry to settle down 
settle down, and Megan is the one who can have him do that. Right. But still kind of yeah. also keep his... I notice I'm stumbling a little when I'm in her energy. Like, yeah. I notice I'm speaking a little bit more slowly and yeah. very thoughtful because I think that she was concerned about where is he going? What Maybe this was something when he was younger that she was like, where is he going? I'm worried about what direction he's going in. And so now I have to, I have to get him from being directionless, rudderless kind of to settle down. But uh. the best thing about being directionless is... I don't know. I'm just talking from her now. I'm like, oh, he always has direction. He always knows where he's going. He just needs someone to go with him. He needs somebody to accompany him on his path. So it looks like they're going to be that, the the couple that travel together and work together. Right. But I think they'll be working separately, too. But, but yeah, always together. Because they're strong. They're, like, very strong individuals, each of them. Yeah. Yeah, independent. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think their challenges are going to be? Maintaining a sense of balance, like mm. having privacy. Yeah. I think that's it. I think the church, this reminds me of the church. Yeah. <laughs> What's up with the, you know, so we're seeing some structure. cards. We have, um, right. We've got the, the, we have the first one is temperance and balance. Meaning okay. right now everything's balanced, but she's going out into the public eye. She's going into an institution. This is like, that's what, this is a major institution. That's the Hierophant. That's what, it's just like the Church of England. Well, yeah, the Church of England. She's is, walking into that. Is the monarchy also? But then she's going to be fine. She knows how to. She What's knows how card? to get through things. The Wheel of Fortune. Oh. She knows how to get through things. Maybe something will be happening by October. Maybe we'll be hearing about. We'll we be hearing about a baby. I have a feeling. I don't know why I'm saying that. So don't. I, I told you I'm okay if I'm wrong. But it's just like. <laughs> Do you yeah. feel like the like the motherhood role will actually help? her you know with those struggles because like ground yeah. her being a mom yeah being a mom in that is, is she gonna be a good mom i think she'd be a strong mom i don't know that kids are a number one thing to her i don't yeah. feel like that's like, that's like number one focus i feel like there's a little bit i got the devil with that oh, like devil I, do, I don't okay. i don't see her she's not like a stay-at-home mom kind of feeling that's not what i get from her but there again, see, I have that. Doesn't that look like a pregnant woman? This is yeah, a star it does. Card. She's like holding. What is holding it? Above. There's a fear. The star card. Yeah. Yeah, she's like holding her belly, like her stomach, a little bit. Maybe it's a lot of pressure to like get pregnant or yeah. something. I don't know. There's some little thing going on there. And so, she- what do we think in terms of the baby? Do you think it's going to be boy or girl? There. Let's see what I get. Judgment day. Judgment Day. This is the Judgment Day card. Well, this is a judgment. When I see that card, because I don't know what the cards mean so much, I look at what pictures do I see in them. Yeah. And when I see that judgment, I always think of someone's coming from past life. And when you talked earlier about these two had a past life together, well, who was the third person that was in that past life with them that wants to come through as their child? And I had mentioned, oh, maybe Diana. But again, I see there's two. I keep getting twins. Twins. And just to clarify, even though Megan is not yet pregnant, no. um, I we're, we're just saying theoretically, should yeah. they have a child? What what gender would it be? I, and what's this? This what's looks this like card? a girl. This is the mother. Look, the mother. Empress, mother. Oh, Diana. Mother coming back. Mother oh, coming back. Could be a just got girl. chills. Just yeah, got chills. Right? Shirley, will you stay on? Do us the pleasure and stay on with us for our something blue section where we give out a little bit of advice to oh, our sure. listeners. Yeah, that'd be great. Verse 4, Something Blue. Our Something Blue section is reserved for sharing blue-blooded advice to the commoners. Because it doesn't matter if you were born a royal or a peasant, we all live under the same stars. 
So, Shirley, can you give us all a general mapping of what to look out for um, in this current energy season? I think there's never been a more important time for us to tune into ourselves and our own intuition because there's so much misinformation out there. So you really have to have your inner compass on like and sharpened and just get where's my yes and where's my no in the world and not be in ego too much, but just be in the download. Like I say, just listen. My work is about deep listening. So I would say that this could be a very exciting time because you can send out, I can send out energy taps if I want to say, have somebody call you, you know, like I can take a peek under the hood. I can do that kind of work. Oh, I want somebody to call me tonight or text me. Yeah, I've done that before with my clients. I like to teach people how to do that for themselves, how to access that. And I just believe in, in clearing the energy field by just, you have to stay optimistic. Life is a souffle, not a pound cake. That's my motto, you know, that now you can say a souffle is harder to make because a souffle, if you open the oven door, as one of my clients pointed out to me, who's a total (laughs) pessimist, and she said, but it's harder to make, it's easier to make a pound cake. Yeah, it's easier to stay in the stuck energy of yourself. So you have to kind of boost yourself out of it by doing things. It's like I'm looking on the other side of the veil because mm. we're here in this cage and the energy that exists outside of us is really that's where we come from. But we download everything. We filter it through our bodies. Mm-hmm. So I just when I listen to that and I tell people, listen, the veil's getting thinner and you can do this. You can see signs from your loved ones. You can see what you need to know if you have a question about what should I wear today. Right. So it's the zeitgeist. It's all about what's in the zeitgeist. And then you can just kind of tap into it. That's all it is. And we all can do that. It's just you do something over and over again and you get better and better. So trust. Also looking for (laughs) signs. So, you know, asking the universe or, you know, people that have perhaps crossed over Mm -hmm. um, to give you a sign that things are going the right way. Be specific in your questioning, right? I think. Right. I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. I sit in my office and I love to look out in the backyard and I'll go, okay, like on, on cue, I'll go, listen, your grandmother's here. Watch this. And I'll go like this. <laughs> I'll snap my fingers and then we'll see a butterfly come through the garden. It's not a magic power. I just know how to align myself with the energy outside. And then I'd like to teach people to do that. Like, yeah, there's signs everywhere for everything. I have a story to tell real quick. So I just lost my dog. Um, Dusty, she just passed away two weeks ago. And yesterday we had a memorial for her. Mm -hmm. So we scattered some of her ashes up at the Wisdom Tree, uh, which is this place in Los Angeles. Um, It's a bit of a hike up, but when you get there, there's this lowly tree there. And people write letters of inspiration underneath the tree. And it's just a beautiful, and it was a beautiful day. It was blue skies. We climbed up the mountain. And at the moment that I scattered some of her ashes, this massive cloud came in and it just encapsulated all of us that were there on this hike and it was so chilling but also so comforting at the same time that we were there afterwards we went down to the rose garden in the house to do a little bit of a ceremony there and my husband to be put two of our glasses on this chair uh, on the the, um, handle of a chair and just before we started one of the chairs fell off of the off of their arm and onto the floor and Dusty had this really big bushy tail mm-hmm. and she would like sway and knock things out of her way all the time with her tail and we're like there she is she's still here see that's what I mean that's like you're tapping being open it. being yeah. open to it yeah. and being aware and my thing is hashtag just ask <laughs> I love whatever that. you want just ask. <laughs> I feel like that's a perfect takeaway for <laughs> for our listeners today with Blue Bit Advice. Hashtag, Hashtag just ask. Just ask. 
Thank you so much, Shirley, for spilling tea with us today. Uh, if people want to contact you for a reading or a class, um, where should they visit you? PsychicShirley.com or Instagram is at PsychicShirley. Twitter is at PsychicShirley. <laughs> Great. Just look for Psychic Shirley. Psychic Shirley. You'll find her. Put that in in your Google. Google. Or just ask the universe for it and it will present itself. (laughs) It'll download. (laughs) Wait for Psychic Shirley to download. (laughs) Well, that is it for this episode of Spilling Royalty. Be sure to check back with us next week for the latest developments in our Royal Wedding Watch. Yep. Only 36 days left until Meghan and Harry walk down the aisle, people. You got to get ready. Shirley, are you ready? I'm totally ready. (laughs) I got my slippers and tea ready. I can't wait to watch it. Put the kettle on. Put the kettle on. The countdown is on. Well, the tea has been spilled. And it's been rather hot. I'm Sean Mandel. And I'm Craig Robert Young. And thank you for joining us on Spilling Royal Tea, the podcast. Spilling Royal Tea is a collaboration between TMZ and Spoke. Use Spoke to find your next favorite podcast. Learn more at hearspoke.com. Maggie Van Dorn is our executive producer, and you can subscribe to Spilling Royalty on Apple Podcasts. For more coverage of the Royal Wedding, visit tmz.com.